Welcome to the Art of Money Podcast with Art McPherson. And this is the Art of Money Podcast with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty, artofmoneyradio.com for more information on the McPherson Financial Group or to schedule that initial complimentary consultation. We appreciate you listening. Now, let's get to the show. Luke McCarty, it's been in the headlines for a couple of weeks now, that sudden collapse of the cryptocurrency exchange FTX went from $32 billion to nothing. There's accusations of widespread securities fraud. And we talk about crypto a lot here on the art of money, but help me out. Explain this to me. Like I'm a five-year-old. What is going on with Bitcoin and specifically FTX? Gosh. So, well, Bitcoin is the currency. So think of Bitcoin as like a dollar, um, you know, FTX would be the exchange or, you know, the potentially maybe the bank or, you know, your fidelity, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade. Well, FTX went under. And the problem with these exchanges and the problem with holding your cryptocurrency is it has to be held somewhere, right? It's a digital asset. You can't just put it in the safe in your house or an FDIC insured bank. You have to hold it on one of these exchanges or in this digital wallet. And if the exchange goes down, so does your money. If your wallet gets hacked, there goes your money. So you have to be very careful when it comes to all these crypto coins and all this, you know, cryptocurrency and these new coins that are getting pumped, pumped and dumped. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Elon Musk has a coin. I mean, it's it's crazy. And I think now that the Federal Reserve is tightening and not having, you know, giving out free money, we're going to see a lot of bad things happen to the crypto market. Is it almost that crypto became real big real fast? Well, it's not regulated. So that means that a, a, an exchange like FTX, the further they go down the bankruptcy path, the more information we find out. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they had an accountant. They had billions of dollars, billions of client assets. You know, they had X amount invested in Bitcoin for customers who purchased Bitcoin through the website. But if you looked at their balance sheet, they don't own any Bitcoin. So there's a ton of red flags. You know, the SEC isn't, you know, on the cryptocurrency side of regulating. I think they're going there. They're getting there. But I mean, it's the wild, wild west. And so when, you know, the, the CEO of this exchange, you know, has is funneling money out the back end. There's nobody there to catch them because mm-hmm. it's not regulated. If I were to come to you today and say, hey, listen, I want to sit down and I want to really get invested in some crypto, what would you say? I would say be very careful. Um, think of it as your next trip to Biloxi mm-hmm. or your next trip to <laughs> Vegas. Um, do not put all your eggs in one basket or all your eggs. You're talking in... to me personally. Right, exactly. I am talking to you. That was the question. What if I came to you, Luke? Oh, sorry. Just, just be careful. I mean, mo- most of these coins are not going to be around. There are some that will still be around because of the technology. You know, the, the blockchain technology is is beneficial, but a lot of these coins, I mean, some of these coins are new coins created to make fun of another coin that Elon Musk tweeted about before he bought Twitter. I mean, it's just, if you look at the history of some of these, it's it's like, how are these worth anything? Yeah. But some of them are, so I'm, I'm not downplaying all of them, but just be careful. You know, we, we like to purchase things that have cash flow, mm-hmm. you know, businesses that make money, not a speculative coin that you have to exchange back in for the dollar to buy something. Yeah. We've been talking about it for what feels like about a year and a half, two years now, when it really started to become popular, more and more popular in mainstream culture. And R. McPherson, Luke McCarty, you both said, look, treat it like that Vegas money, okay? If you've got the opportunity to have a little fun with it, but don't make this your only investment property. There's a lot of layers to it. So if you have questions about how Bitcoin could benefit your portfolio, give the team a call, 321-425-8550. Again, 321-425-8550. Always online at artofmoneyradio.com. And you know, we're talking about Elon Musk and some of the you know, richest people in the world right now. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos 
has been saying for some time to batten down the hatches. He told CNN Business that he fears a recession and a bad recession is coming. The probabilities say if we're not in a recession right now, we're likely to be in one very soon. So my advice to people is take some risk off the table. If you were going to make a, a purchase, maybe slow down that purchase a little bit. Keep some dry powder on hand. Have some cash on hand. Just a little bit of risk reduction. You know, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Did the dry powder analogy go over my head? Um, not over mine, but it went over my head when he said, you know, keep some cash on hand from the top five richest person in the world. Right? <laughs> Just keep some cash on hand. No big deal. Big deal. But it is interesting that kind of talking about, you know, taking some risk off. You know, Amazon's had a really tough year in the stock market. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what we've seen recently from, you know, the Black Friday to Cyber Monday to potentially, you know, the Christmas shopping sprees that we all or some of us go on. Right. You know, I think I think retail is going to do well in the Q4 of this year. I think it's next year where people are really going to tighten down and, you know, not overpay for things as much anymore. Do you agree that 2023 is going to get worse before it gets better? There's always that potential. You know, I think right now, if you asked me that, I'd say yes, mm -hmm. you know, because as of right now, only thing that's really gone down is the stock market, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's gone down, but there hasn't been a lot of job loss. I mean, of course, things are more expensive, but, you know, the consumer's still strong because of all the money from COVID. And so when you look at the consumer running out of cash and putting more onto credit and getting past the holiday seasons, you know, that's where some of these retailers are really starting to urge caution and, you know, there's even, you know, things going on right now in China with COVID and, you know, Apple, you know, they're one of the biggest phone producers is shutting down. I mean, there's a lot of bad things going on right now in China because of COVID. Well, we get a lot of things from China. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of issues going on right now outside of the Federal Reserve. Luke, because of the down economy, we keep hearing the phrase phased retirement. Some employees are giving a pushback, but now some are starting to agree to it a little bit more. So do you agree with like a phased retirement for pre-retirees? I think it depends on your financial plan. You know, if, if it's something you want to kind of slow down within the workforce or maybe go part time or be, you know, come back as a contractor, you know, you can kind of slow down into retirement. But if you have a plan and you know what income you need and you know what your portfolio can produce, maybe you don't have to. Right. Maybe you're only working because you want to. And that's that's a different mindset than saying I have to work to, you know, make this mortgage payment or make this truck payment or whatever it may be. And so I, I think a phased retirement is becoming more popular because the market's been very different these last three years. And so depending when you retired or when you were thinking about retiring, you know, odds are your portfolio wasn't what you thought it was going to be at retirement. And so that, you know, drawing down off of your funds or, you know, drawing down kind of how much you're working, you know, pretty much involves what your financial plan is telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. Have you got any calls from any clients that said, hey, I really, I was excited about retiring in 2023, but it looks like I'm going to have to work for another six, eight months? I have. Uh, and I try to remind them that your plan, right, says for the next five or six years, we're taking money from this bucket. You know, your long-term money, right, is fluctuating the most. And so I try to reassure them that they still can retire. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them, you know, have still stayed on for a couple extra months or maybe gone back as a contractor. But yeah, we have that conversation all the time. It, it's kind of how your assets are, are positioned. You know, if all your money's in the NASDAQ right now, yeah. you probably don't feel like you want to retire because you're down 25, 30% where last year you're like, gosh, I should have retired last year and moved it all out. So, you know, hindsight within the market is is a bad disease, we'll call it. <laughs> There's a lot going on right now. We know you're busy, and I know a lot of people get very anxious, and their anxiety really kicks in this time of the year. And when someone sees their losses in a 401k or an IRA, 
then anxiety just really sets in. Psychologist and financial author Frank Murtha says much of that anxiety is caused by a feeling of losing control of our investments. Let's face it, we don't have that kind of control over our investments. Markets do what they do. The Fed raises rates. We don't have the ability to decide these things. So we have to focus on what we can control. And that's where a good financial advisor will help the person do that. And that helps get people comfortable enough so that they can begin to make the decisions they need to. Luke McCarty, how do you help lessen clients' anxiety in these uncertain times? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of anxiety with the economy, with the elections, with Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> Christmas. But I mean, when it comes to the stock market, I mean, the, the way things used to be is that you used to work for X amount of years. You had a pension. It was kind of, you know, set and forget it. Well, now the rules have changed to where you are in charge of your assets. You know, you still work the same job, but you have to now control your 401k and your, your contributions. And when you retire, you have to turn that into income. So there's a lot more for you individually to do to kind of map out your own retirement. And that, you know, that's what we're here to help for at McPherson Financial Group, right? You can't have all of your assets in Apple, right? Or Google or Amazon or, you know, these big tech names, because when things happen overseas or the Fed changes rates, you know, these take a big hit. So, you know, what we do here to help our clients with, with this anxiety, as was just said, is that, you know, you have to have non-correlated assets, meaning not all of your investments go the same direction or they're not all linked to earnings or the Federal Reserve or currency exchanges. You know, so we have, you know, investments in farmland. We have investments in, you know, self-storage. We have investments in assets where you can't lose money, right? Guaranteed rates. We can get a guaranteed rate in the fives now. You know, so there's a lot of things you can do differently to help relieve some of that anxiety by just not seeing all of your money down 15 to 25% this year. Mm -hmm. And are you hearing from any of your clients who are now saying, do I need to make a move right now before 2023? Or are you kind of taking a bit of a, let's continue down the path that we built? So we're, we're continuing down the plan. You know, the, the moves we've made recently, you know, we put more of a hedge on our accounts, meaning some more downside protection. Um, we've changed the buckets of where our clients are taking income from this year. So instead of taking income from an account that owned stocks, right, that are down, you take income from an account that hasn't lost value. So that, you know, those are several ways we help with that anxiety is, yes, we understand this account, you know, that owns, you name it, right? U.S. large cap is down. Well, let's take money from this other account that's not down and help, you know, give the other account time to rebound because historically stocks go up, stocks go down, but over time they go up. But having that ability within any given year or say month or time period where you have options that that's going to suit you better and that's going to help relieve that anxiety of the stock market. We know there's a lot going on, but when it comes to your retirement portfolio, you should feel pretty confident in that. And it all begins with a phone call to the team at the McPherson Financial Group, 321-425-8550. One more time, 321-425-8550. And you can meet the entire team at moneyradio.com. And that includes the in-house CPA, Mark Bernard, joining us here. And, you know, Mark, as we get towards the end of the calendar year, you said you wanted to talk to our radio audience this weekend about some tax information that we should be prepared for. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that you need to think about with the deadline being 1231. A lot of the tax strategies that you can use require it to be implemented or taken place before the end of the year. Uh, an example of one of them is the Roth conversions. I know we've talked a lot about Roth conversions on this uh, radio station. It is a um, very powerful tool right now, especially in a down market. A Roth conversion is when you take money that's sitting in a qualified IRA and account, you move it into a Roth or convert it into a Roth. 
what that does is it creates a current tax income inclusion on your return. So with the market being down, you can go ahead and take advantage of moving your Apple stock from a traditional IRA into a Roth. It's worth a lot less than it was a year ago. So the amount of tax that's triggered on that is going to be less. You put it into a Roth where in the Roth, any appreciation or growth that happens after the conversion will be tax-free for the rest of your life. Hey, Mark, what do you think that the largest Roth conversion we've done this year? We have done, I think, a $230,000 Roth conversion. Two hundred thirty, And so every client's different, and it's all based on your tax brackets. But I think the smallest one just, I mean, probably five or 10000 just to, you know, avoid paying tax on Social Security. So there's potentially room in anybody's tax bracket to do something or at least, you know, determine if it needs to be done. Correct. And, you know, part of the analysis is looking at what your tax brackets are going to be in the future, you know, especially after the Trump tax cuts go away or sunset, which is in 2027. So one of the things we look at is how much income are you going to have to earn in 2027 and beyond? And what we're seeing is a lot of folks fall into the 27, 28% bracket. So for some of those folks, it makes sense to go ahead and you can convert with an income tax top tax bracket of $350,000. And that's only taxed at 24% max tax at 24%. So for some of those folks doing those larger numbers makes sense because you're looking to pay 28 to 33% in the future. So we're talking to in-house CPA for the McPherson Financial Group, Mark Bernard, some end of year planning for our taxes. What else you got on that list? So the second thing on my list is RMDs and along with that qualified charitable distributions. So a lot of people miss the fact that you have what's an RMD is a required minimum distribution. So for most folks now that are first starting to get RMDs, they're 72 years old. And what it, what the law says, is, the tax law says, is that anybody over 72 has to take a certain percentage out of their IRA, whether they want to or not. And the reason for it is that they get to tax it. So one of the strategies that we use for planning for RMDs is that you can actually take that RMD and instead of taking possession of the money, transfer it directly to a 501c3, which is a charitable organization. And by doing that, you do not have to recognize income on your tax return for the RMD distribution. Yeah, so this is, I wouldn't say it's new, but the advantage of this strategy is fairly new within the Trump tax cuts, because prior to the Trump tax cuts, you could, you know, itemize more often than not, and you could, you know, take the money out of your IRA, it's a taxable event, give it to charity, it's, it offsets. But what Mark's talking about here is giving it directly from the IRA to the charity does not show up on your tax return as income and you still get your full standard deduction. Correct. So with the higher standard deduction, a lot of people might want to do this charitable event, but might not be able to write it off because the amount doesn't create a, an advantage by um, creating a higher deduction. Um, in addition to the RMD, um, the rules actually say that if you're over, and, and by the way, to be able to do a qualified charitable di distribution, you have to be over 70 and a half. Um, so if you're over 70 and a half and you want to be charitable, you can still do this charitable or qualified charitable distribution up to $100,000 a year. So it doesn't have to be just RMDs or anything to that nature, but you can go ahead, 
move money out of your qualified accounts that would be subject to RMDs, at least now or in the future. And um, that way you can uh, move money without really uh, hurting your tax situation. Yeah, and, and trust me, all of your charities have the ability to accept money this way. If they do not, they will figure it out quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Bernard joining us here this weekend here on The Art of Money with Art McPherson. Luke McCarty is here, artofmoneyradio.com, and Mark is the in-house CPA for the McPherson Financial Group. Mark, as we're talking about some of our tax strategies for the end of the year and moving into 2023, uh, we're a little short on time, so pick two of them and give us two more of the ones that you think are most important for our audience to know this weekend. Sure thing. So the next one is capital losses and capital gains, managing that this year. So being a down market, Market. We have a lot of capital losses that could be on the on the books, and there is tax planning strategies to take advantage of those losses, whether it be triggering things that have built-in gains, like you may have owned for 20 years, and getting a step-up basis. So if you have a loss, you can sell stock that has a gain, it and then buy it right back. Actually, so if you have Apple stock and you have a big old built-in gain, you can actually sell that buy it right back, trigger that gain, and use losses that you've accrued in other investments to eliminate the tax situation of, of recognizing those t- uh, capital gains. Yeah, and these, these strategies are only available in a non-retirement account. So think of an individual, a joint, a trust account, brokerage account, you know, an account where you're paying capital gains tax. The last one is that I would look at is maximizing your HSA account, which is a health savings account. Uh, money that goes into your HSA account is a deduction to against your income. So you don't, you get to reduce your income. And then when you take distributions out of your HSA account for qualified medical expenses, you do not recognize that income. So it's actually better than putting money into a 401k. Yeah, the HSA is a great strategy because if we look historically at inflation, you know, the historical inflation rate, call it two to three percent. Well, healthcare has been five or six. Mm-hmm. You know, now our inflation is, uh, you know, a, a debatable 7.7. And, you know, you have to assume that healthcare inflation is even higher because healthcare is always going to stay above, you know, the cost of eggs and the cost of bread. So having an HSA in the future is going to be very beneficial because that money can grow tax free and can be taken out tax-free and utilized for medical expenses. And then lastly, Mark, the last thing, which is not a 1231 deadline, it actually is an April 15th deadline, but I would definitely make sure that I look to maximize if you're able to make a Roth contribution, not a Roth conversion, but a Roth contribution. So if you have wage earnings and you have availability to make a contribution and eligible for that, I would maximize the six or $7,000 that you put into a Roth. All great information. Mark Bernard, thanks so much for joining us this weekend. I appreciate the time. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not 
not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A174725. Today's show has been a work of art. 